0: It's going to be Smokey yeah. and the this Bandit out here. No big. trees,
1: no this shade, yeah, no buddy. That. What's up, man? Smokey God? and the <laughs> Bandit.
2: <I'm so laughs> so. it? <laughs> you good, baby? <laughs> on, man? A chance yeah, the game, huh? shit, you been? i am mean, good, man. That boy run hey, different. That hey, run different as hey, a coach.
0: When you get, when you get, when you get coach money, that's the job, though?
2: That's the, that's the, <laughs> the job on coach. You money,
0: see though. that job? <laughs> he <gets> down, <laughs> see. Oh, he makes it happen. Congratulations, man. Good. Let me hey, say good. something, hey, hey, man. That's that that's coach job. job. Okay, you see? Hey, coach What's stuff, man? job, What's What's man? different. I good. Good to see what. boy. He jog slower. It's like from knuckling up to look at
1: you. Look at you. Good stuff. I
2: love
0: it. Yeah. Nice man. Tell
1: him about the. air Air conditioned tent. Leave it. No,
2: he's hey guys. not invited. He's am, not invited. I'm
0: always invited to the air We're conditioned
2: going to tent.
0: Going the air condition tent. We tough. I don't have to fake tough. You don't gotta fake it. You gotta just be it. My film says. I woke up tough. My film. My film says I'm tough. Standing out in the heat does not make me tougher. That be it?
2: tough media. Look at guys. Look, look at all these guys. I don't want no damn air conditioned I bet okay. they they
0: absolutely do want air conditioning. No, they don't want the air conditioning. Don't go in that There's air conditioning. There's something condition. on the wall in the tent. Oh, I see, no. don't
2: go in that air conditioning. But no, I'm just going to see what's on the wall in the tent. Man, you're making us look so bad.
0: Oh, see, they got water. Don't offer I'm gonna go nothing. Read, I'm going to go read the bottles. She's a
2: diva. Y'all got a hot tub in there. Oh, this y'all is some a va- life. Y'all got some Voss water. Whew. Yeah. This is Get for your me hands right off your goddamn. You enjoy it out there. Very, (laughs) hey,
0: I appreciate your toughness. I don't need to prove mine. I'm comfortable. All right, man. How you doing, Great man? Pleasure to, to meet you in person. Thanks for coming in. Yes, sir. Appreciate thank you, you so guys. much. Absolutely. all you guys are doing. Man, thank pretty you, man. Appreciate cool.
1: awesome. it, man. Thank really you, cool. Man. What's up, Freddie yeah. T? All right, buddy. Oh, good. Yeah. Strong as hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> Great to
2: see all you. All is good, man. Yeah, all good. All keep, good. Keep coming, you? coming, man.
1: Good, man. Yeah. Excited for you. Congratulations on what you guys are doing. It's pretty We're, cool. We working, man. It's a lot of fun. All positive stuff. Trying to highlight these guys. Yeah, no, it's awesome. really cool. This platform. You're enjoying the weather down here. it's a big change from up north. No matter me. so I can deal with anything. Man, look at you, man! Running (laughs) around.
0: This is better um, than the snow. I think this is better than cold. Uh,
1: I didn't mind the cold. I had my best games in the cold. I didn't mind anything. Yeah, I had my best games in the cold.
2: Fred could always catch if he could use his chest. (laughs) (laughs) Hands, boy. I'm joking, Fred. I wasn't the best receiver out of the backfield, but I wasn't (laughs) garbage. we joking, Fred.
0: We know you I, would a sweet,
1: bop, I would have bopped you up quick on a one on one no. underneath.
0: Nah. No. no, you. know you should have, have stayed over. Cause you are. Nah. Nah. Okay. now nah, nah, you're talking a lot. No, Fred. I would have. Fred, you were tough to tackle. Stay inside. Out. I'm running routes on our DBs. Nah, Fred. Okay. Freda. Goodbye to <laughs> practice. <laughs> we will see you later. All right, All right now Practice. <laughs> this is nice. This is hot. This is
2: nice. You're and really
0: hot. sweating too. I know. I'm not sweating a lot. All that
1: sexy red melting right up off you.
2: Boy, I'm this caramel. Man, you're not that. You're not caramel. You put me on top of vanilla ice cream. It's gonna be disgusting because it's gonna be (laughs) unbaked.
0: Yes. It might be a little dirty. Baby white. Nobody wants you. Nobody wants anything that you have on top of ice cream. Why ain't
2: y'all walking like me? Because your booty soggy, ain't it? I know, man. Baby white ass I got. Sheldon came over. our back. i tell you
0: what, <laughs> uh, i tell you what, when they get that much money, they just walk in whenever. What up, what up, what up? What up, up boy? Right, How you do
2: doing, it, man? Good to see you, bro. Big man, just what's up
3: with
1: something. you? All good? All right, now. Nah. Well, Lake, Lake City, Lake right. City. Lake City, Florida, man. He got the beads on, know. though. Gotta gotta got the Kobe's beam. on. Hit be the on,
2: big, sexy ones. <laughs> That's be the crazy thing. Mm-hmm. Y'all be that damn big mm-hmm. and just walking with that swag. It kills me. Nah, mm-hmm. hey man, they
0: did You Gotta the, uh, keep that swag, no. They were going to practice and they asked who had the best shoes and they said it was you. Easily. That—that's no competition. shoe you
3: wear? 14.
0: That's unusual for a man in the 14 now, LT. Nah,
3: nah, 13, 14. I can find some shoes easily. See, that's
1: the key right there. See them, see them calves and the ankle. And the ankle, huh? That's why that boy's so good, man. <laughs> He's athletic, now. What? he knows something, though. Yeah, <laughs> he knows something.
0: Hey, that, that's how we, we're actually made that way, man. It's genetic that we have small ankles. It's just so unusual to see us with big ankles that y'all think that means he's athletic. Nah, he got ankles. Huh? I, I did not seen see his leg. He got a bad knee. They, they be getting on you me, like that.
2: They hate <laughs> on, you know what I'm saying? If they ain't hating no, on you, ain't doing something right. Hello. Hold up. Limitless. me, got pin in it. I father here to witness it, got my people feeling militant,
0: way I'm feeling it me up, uh, on the mission get me up, uh, knowing me I got the key, uh, on the vision I can trust, trust, limitless, take a stomach out, in it, I father here to witness it, got my people feeling militant, uh, way I'm feeling get me up, uh, on the mission get me up, uh, knowing me I got the key. Well, learn me, man. Welcome to The Pivot, bro. Nah, uh, for sure. You are our second offensive lineman ever. Andrew Whitworth was the first after they won the Super Bowl. He had retired, but after they won the Super Bowl in Los Angeles, obviously Chan, Freddie T's training Cap tour. Man, we appreciate you sitting down. I think we want to get right into where we are now. I think a lot of people understand pieces of your backstory when you have what happened to you before the draft in 2016 happened. That becomes a lot of what people pay attention to. Uh, But you're so much more than that. You're sitting here having negotiated the largest contract for a left tackle seemingly without an agent. We'll talk about that yeah, a, a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit later. But, man, when you're going through what you're going through on draft night, fall to 13 to the Dolphins, how could you ever envision getting yourself here, being a respected player in the league as you are, a three-time pro bowler and, you know, making or negotiating that contract to be the highest paid left tackle
3: ball. Well, that was, that was one of my biggest things after that happened at the draft. Funny story about the draft. Let me just give you a little backstory about that night. Um, I think the 49ers had the fifth pick and I think Chip Kelly was a coach in 2016. So I'm sitting there after all, everything happened, the gas mask came out, whatever, the text messages. I'm sitting there, me and Jimmy Sexton, I'm sitting there and um, we get this call from the 49ers with the fifth pick I'm like, yo, I'm glad they, they about to pick me up. They about to take me off, take me off the board. Jimmy told me like, yo, Chip Kelly want to talk to you. So I get on the phone with Chip Kelly, and he, straight to it. He's like, why would you do that to yourself? I'm like, you know, it was a mistake. Like, it was, it, somebody hacked my account. Like, that's an old video. Like, you're listening to what happened again. Clean nose from here and up. We got silent for five minutes. Didn't say anything. And he was like, well, I hope this don't ruin your night and hung up the phone. Yes, it hung up the phone.
0: (laughs) So you, so when you get on the phone, though, you think it to yourself,
3: "This is Chip Kelly. If a head coach calling my phone, I'm finna get off the Mm -hmm. board."
0: And dude tells you, "Well, I hope it doesn't ruin your night." How do you feel after something like that happens, though?
3: It's crazy. It's crazy, man. But it was just motivation for me, like just to prove everybody wrong that, yo, listen, I'm a, I'm a top athlete. I'm a top player in this draft, and I can get it done no matter what. Don't I'm, I'm not gonna let this little hiccup, you know, set me back whatsoever. And, and look what I'm doing now. I'm walking in, I'm like, damn, especially as a running
1: back, you know, you want the big guys, you know, that can play across the entire offensive front. And uh, even going back to that night, 2016, I think I tweeted something, and then I had to delete it because of who we took. Right. But I wanted us, uh, down in Jacksonville when I say right. us, we actually had the fifth pick that ended up being uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey. Right, good pick. And, uh, you know, Jalen's a, a seminal. I, I wanted us to get a lineman. But um, it didn't happen. What sort of motivation took place for you? In, in, in what sense, when you say you were motivated by not going to high, because you were rated number one, one overall right. to the Titans, then they trade uh, traded back. What sort of motivation, um, you know, entered your mind when when everything
3: kind of fell apart that night? I, I got another story for you. I got stories for days. <laughs> so <laughs> I, got, I got another story for you. So I was supposed to be um, the number one overall pick, right? So I was in Tennessee when they traded that pick, right? So I was in Tennessee, like, they came down to Old Miss and they made me learn a whole bunch of plays, right? So I'm learning these plays, I'm getting them right before I go to the, take the visit. When I get to the visit, I'm on the board, drawing up these plays, killing these plays, right? So the head coach and the GM walk out and the O-line coach just say, sit here, just, just talk to me for a little bit. So we're just talking, right? The head coach and the GM come back in, he was like, "Larry, I'm sorry to tell you that we just traded the first overall pick. Wow. So just that, just, just, just all the teams, for me, from going from number one slotted down all the way to 13, just all the teams that's overlooked me, it, it just made me want to go even
1: harder. Did you put those, those teams on the bulletin board as, you know, guys
3: that I got to do my best I against? Show, I just wanted to show the whole league.
2: Bruh, you were down in Miami. We would have cross paths before. No? Yeah, for sure. Never heard a bad thing about you. But for some reason, 10 minutes before the damn draft, Somebody won the F. <laughs> an you I, ain't I never know. get to the bottom
3: of it. Never got to the bottom of it. To this day, I don't know who it was.
2: But they got that video from somewhere. They got the text from somewhere. Like, there was a path of that a path. to get to but
3: them. But another story, I got a story for days. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think my agent told me, like, whoever hacked my account was trying to sell that video during the season. I don't know how they got the video, but they were trying to sell that video to, like, Barstool, to a whole bunch of like social media platforms just to air me out, and like none of the platforms will uh, take the video, right? But somehow they hacked my account and they and they posted that video.
0: You know, you have something like that happen, and that's kind of when that's the night the world is supposed to meet you, right? Right, and it's a it's a huge night. I think Robert goes 29th to yep. Arizona. Uh, tread goes
3: to 23rd, yep. the, the Vikings, Vikings maybe. Yep.
0: You know, so it was a banner night yep. for Ole Miss mm-hmm. as well. Y'all are going to have three first-rounders, a top-ten pick, which should have been you. You know, you mentioned Tennessee. They draft Tyler Conklin, I yep. think it Conklin. was, at yep. eight. Mm-hmm. And so it's like another slap in the face right. in that moment. But all you do, man, you get to the league, you work. Right. Um, I guess they said four people signed off on it in Miami. It, it was the uh, the owner – uh, Than Greer, I think Mike Tannenbaum, Tannenbaum had something yep. to do with Adam Gates, mm-hmm. right? And so when you get there and now it's time to just play football, what was that like for you? Did you have a feeling of thinking people were looking at you to see what type of human you would be? And not only did you have to play well, but now I got to show so, you what, what type, type of, of professional you? I
3: am. Yes, I had to show up. And- the only thing that mattered to me was just like how I treat my teammates and how I treat the people that's close to me. That's the only thing that mattered to me and, and people's going to see over time. Um, just coming into that locker room, I had some good vets around me. That made everything easy. I had uh, Mike Pouncey, I had Brandon Albert, I had Cam Wake, I had Sue. They made everything easy. I mean, they was like, yo, they're going to forget about this. Mike, P- Mike Pouncey, favorite is to tell me like, yo, listen, you go out there and ball, they're going to forget about all this. You know what I mean? I look at, I'm balling they forgetting about all this. So that was one of the biggest things I took from him when he taught me that.
0: And from that point, so you become a good player there. 2019 hits. Listen, man, I'm with them all the time in Fort Lauderdale. They are Florida boys now. You a Florida, Florida boy, boys, you know? Sure. And it's like, hey, man, you going to Houston, right? And you going to Houston, and it. And one of your quotes was, "I ain't gonna lie." Like. If they offered all that, I'd trade me, too. Absolutely. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you look at what you were traded for and just in that moment, I know it's always hard to leave somewhere like Miami because everybody says once you get there, that's where you want to live. Right. What was that experience like, like for you? It's like I've shown you what type of player I am, what type of person I am, and still me and Kenny Stills were going to Houston. What was that experience like?
3: That experience was crazy. It was actually um Funny that you said that because me and uh, Greer had a talk before I went to uh, Houston, got on a PGA with the PJ and went to Houston. We had a talk and we were sitting down in the offense. He was like, Listen, he was like, This is what I got for you. And it was a whole bunch of picks. And I was like, Yo, listen, I understand that. You <laughs> right. know, it's, it's a business at the end of the day. Like, of course, I was hurt. You know, I always wanted to be a Dolphin. You know, that's a team that took a chance on me and, and drafted me. So I always wanted to be a Dolphin. But, you know, they, Houston gave up two first round picks. So, you know, I owe my loyalty here. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm here doing the things.
2: It's, it's crazy as a young dude was, I, was, I guess, the, the trouble or the, the, the pre-draft stuff and then getting traded. A lot of guys, you said they'd be in their feelings. And for you to be that young and understand, yeah. oh, y'all getting all this? You know what I'm saying? Was, yes. was the turmoil that you went through, did it make you see the business out of it more than that college year we love you get here? Right. Taking over as your parents? Did yes. that make you see the big picture?
3: It did. But I also had some vets around me, too, like. They taught me the game at a young age. They were like, listen, don't take anything personal. This is business, right? So they're going to they gonna make business moves. So don't take anything personal. And I think that was words from Brandon Alpert at that time because me and him was close when I was there. And he told me, like, don't take anything personal. Like, whatever happens. Because I think that next year he got traded to uh to Jacksonville. So I used to call him all the time. He was like, yo, this is a business. Like, cause I was hurt when he left. I didn't want to see him leave. And he was like, yo, it's a business. Don't take anything personal. He said, you just got to work. So that always been my mindset. It was just work.
1: I think on behalf of all the Dolphin fans, they should forever be grateful. Uh, my homie said <laughs> you you uh, you said you like to call it the gift that keeps on giving. It, you know, what The mean? gift that keeps on giving. And I think they've built a pretty good roster with those picks. But let's take it back a minute. You're a Lake City, Florida boy. And uh, you're 50 minutes from Gainesville. Mm-hmm. And me and Channing, we're sitting here like that. <laughs> the Gators could have definitely used you. How <laughs> did Ole Miss convince your mom or what did they do to get you out of the state of Florida to Mississippi to Mississippi? Now, it
0: depends on who you ask. Fred, <laughs> when you ask what did Old Miss do? Well, well, it. Well, and it true. also, I'll be honest, it also depends on when you ask him. Because <laughs> you ask true. him right after the draft and he goes, uh, nah, I never took money. <laughs> Forty-five minutes later he says, okay. <laughs> yeah, so money exchange man. So it all depends uh, on when you
3: ask So A couple L- screenshots T- here. Man. So, yeah, <laughs> a screen- so let, me, uh, let me just tell my side of the story, man. So
1: Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
3: The guy who actually recruited me, his name is Chris Kiffin. He's actually on staff now. He's the linebacker coach. And when I tell you Coach Kiffin was persistent every day, like would text, would call, reach out to me every single day. It got to a point where he's annoying, so I text back. I'm like, yo, like, cool, like, how you doing? My name is such and such, right? And then he would just hit my line every single day he was like no matter he was hitting my line every single day we built a relationship and then he told me no matter what he was like "Wherever you take visits here he said just come take a visit on this day i like all right i, I give old miss a visit right i get to old miss beautiful i had a great time you know it was players up there rob camdiche laquan treadwell we had evan ingram we had Quincy had a boy Joe. Like we had Tony Connor. I can go on for days. Like we had some dogs up there, right? So me, Laquan, and Robert, we sat in this circle. Right. We was like, we was like, man, why would we go to Alabama? Why would we go to Georgia to Florida's? And he said, we can just do it here and, and and have a like a legacy behind us. And and I took that to heart. I was like, yo, listen, if y'all commit, I'm gonna commit too. So it's a funny story. I actually, I actually committed when I went. On that visit, I told my brother, I was like, I was like, bro, can we just, Ole Miss was the last visit. So we just came from the Alabama. We just came from the Georgia. It's beautiful out there. The stadium's huge. So I get to Ole Miss, the stadium small, right? So we walking on the field, me and my brother, and I told him, I was like, bro, I'm going to come to Ole Miss. He looked at me, he said, are you crazy? <laughs> he said, You going to choose Ole Miss over Georgia and Alabama. I was like, bro, I just got a feeling like... I said, I think this is the right move, right? And of course, my mom came with me. Of course, and and they won and dined her. Her favorite, her favorite thing at the time was a uh, blueberry ice cream, the vanilla. Man, she gets her whole hotel room it's ice cream all over the place. <laughs> 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 ice cream all over the place. So you know, they they won her over with that. And, and plus, Coach Freeze did a good job too. He was a uh, he was a he's a Christian man, and you know, my was big on the, the Christian and. Um, it was sort of just like that. So when I was there, I, I actually, you know, committed silently and made it happen. You know, I want to stay on your topic of
0: your mother, Desiree. Mm-hmm. Uh, you uh, recently, last offseason of Christmas, took care of 15 families, and it was single mothers, and you mentioned how much your mother did for you and your brother how hard she worked yep. and all of those things just talk a little bit about that relationship and why even to this day you do things like give back to single mothers and give back to those families based on the what she did sacrificing for you
3: she played a huge role in my life you know she was there with me every step of the way and i always told her like when i was young i was like i'm gonna take care of you like no matter what i do i'm gonna always take care of you but um what actually sparked the, the single moms things, too, was uh, Warwick Dunn. Warwick Dunn used to um, do things for single moms, and she used to show me the articles, like, is so beautiful? Like, I want you to be in this position where you can take care of the single moms, too. And I was like, Mom, when I get in that position, I promise I'm going to do it. So I made that promise, you know, I, and I had to live up to it, and I had to do it. So every—I every, every I always have something for single moms. You know, recently, this offseason, I just— um, I got a couple single moms. I think we got like 15 to 20 single moms and we took them to we took them to dinner. They got their nails done, they got their hair done, makeup done and then we had dinner. We had we had a blast. So I'm always I'm always keep that promise, you know, cuz she was always my mom was there with me every step of the way.
0: Man, that's amazing. And when you think about what that means to the next person that sees Laramie Tunsil. You know, to say, Warwick Dunn did something like that, and your mother always pointed that out to you and pointed you or pushed you in that direction to do that, there's somebody else that's going to get an opportunity to watch this or may read that article that says the same thing. Listen, Mom, whenever I'm in that position Mm -hmm. that Laramie Tunsil's in, Mm -hmm. I want to do the same thing based on what you've done for me. So I think that's awesome.
2: Hey, bro, I got to ask you with the, uh, like, y'all was just joking about with the the money and the colleges and recruiting and all. At Florida, I got under investigation. Somebody let me borrow a BMW. Right. I Somebody just, let you
0: borrow a okay. BMW. Man, listen, my, I had an
2: old-ass uh, uh, Mitsubishi Diamante and it wouldn't get out of third gear. Mm-hmm. So if I got to 28, if I hit 29, it was... <laughs> <laughs> and I had a big recruit coming in that night. So I went and asked my homeboy. He was in class. He heard us talking about it in class. And the dude was like, hey, man, you can use my car. He's just a, a classmate. Right. He pulls up a brand-new BMW X5 and drops it off to me. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm going to drive it. Drive around campus one day, now that NCAA all over me, mm-hmm. I had to justify get the, the credit report of his mm-hmm. daddy and all this stuff. And a couple other times when things happened, too, where <laughs> I was investigated right, for, right. I'm not supposed to have this. Right. I'm, a dude, I'm a hood dude from Atlanta. You ain't supposed to have this. Right. So you ain't supposed to be buying bottles in the club. And then I look at this NIL shit nowadays. It's crazy, man. It pisses me off crazy, that I had man. to go through all that and that he boys making $10 million a year. It's crazy. Do, when you look at that now, do you look at it like, Leave me the hell alone! Look what y'all doing for that young.
3: Exactly, man. They making some money now. Yeah, they making some money now. It was crazy. But when I was at Old Miss, bro, we got investigated, bro. I at least got investigated by InstaW at least six times. <laughs> <laughs> at least six times. It was crazy, man. It was it was crazy. They actually, um, my uh, junior year, my last year at old Miss, they actually like. They said they found something. They they put something together and they found something. And, and uh, I was suspended for seven games. Yeah. And my first game back was against Miles Garrett. Wow. Uh-huh. Miles Garrett. So I had to get my shit ready. <laughs> <laughs> hey, first <laughs> <hey, laughs> hey, out the frying pan. <laughs> you know what what I mean? Mean, yeah. Going back again,
1: real quick. Um, not specifically on the draft, but things that kind of evolve after that. in in terms of interviewing you weren't doing a lot of interviews right and uh eventually at some point you got comfortable you know you allow people in in an opportunity to start being yourself behind the camera i was just outside during practice spoke to someone they said after the whole brandon cook tirade uh when he demanded the trade they took back the captain the seat seat. Right. right and uh you stepped up and you've been just a consummate pro and the leader. Uh, could you tell us um, why was it necessary for you to take on that role?
3: I think that was the next step for me is uh, is become a leader on, the, on, the t- on this team. Um, and, and I embraced that with open arms and, and the guys embraced me with open arms. You know, um, I notice like when I speak, everybody listen. you know, I, that's, that's, I appreciate that a lot. You know, the guys open me up with open arms, but just having that see. As, I don't, that see means a lot. Just having that that patch right there on your um, on your chest, it means a lot to me. I don't know, man. It just it feels good, you know. Just being the leader on this team.
0: You play he play an ugly position first off though, right? <laughs> you don't you don't play like the glamour mm-hmm. position. Uh, your social media team was in here before, and they were like, "What's the hardest position?" Nobody ever says left tackle, right? But it is.
3: It is right. Like Absolutely. you're on
0: the island the same way the corners are on the island. There's a reason that left tackles get paid. What they do, but being a captain or being a leader is less about what you could do physically right. and more about all the intangible mm-hmm. things. Absolutely. When you juxtapose that or compare that to your draft night, the thought is this is not that guy. Right. You have become the picture of stability here in a organization that has a lot of turnover. Right. You've gone. Uh, there was Bill O'Brien. Mm-hmm. You've seen David Cully, yep. and then Lovey Smith. Smith. Uh, Now it seems in D'Amico, they've made that commitment to saying, okay, this is where we are going to be. And you're a huge part of that, signing your deal this offseason. When you look at this team for this season and the seasons to come, why should Houston Texans fans be excited about this being an opportunity to turn this organization around?
3: Just look at the guys we have in the room. Just, first of all, let's talk about Nick Casario. Nick Casario did a good job this offseason by bringing some players that can play and put them on this team. So that that's step one for sure. And just having D'Amico come in with unbe- unbelievable energy that he brought from San Fran. That's something that we needed. We needed a players coach. We needed somebody young, full of energy, and it's consistent. You know, we needed a consistent head coach for the guys to follow and listen to. And he's been doing a great job. He's a leader. Every time he speaks, everybody listens. So, you know, big kudos to him for sure for doing that. Um, but, yeah, we got players players in our locker room that can play. And that's something that we needed for a long
2: time, you know. And, and bro, talking about playing because uh, I'm, am a Dolphin fan. I played for him. I down there. I cover him. How in the hell you get here <laughs> and just immediately start going to damn Pro Bowl after Pro, pro Bowl? Bowl after, after Pro, pro Bowl. <laughs> bro, real talk. Is it scheme? Is it like you are talking about the people in the room? You was down there, and you was doing your thing in Miami. Right. It wasn't, you wasn't just getting run over, right. but you come down here and you become one of the best left tackles in football, in the damn world. Right. What happened once that trade happened with you? I think
3: you? in 2019, we had a hell of a team. We had uh, we had D4, we had Hop, we had J.J., we had Whitney, Merc- Whitney Merciless. Like, we had players on this team that was already, like, getting the Pro-, the, the Pro Bowl nods, you know what I mean? So I feel like it made it easier for me, especially bucking for a guy like D4.
0: Looking at where this team is and Part of leading is being able to be trustworthy yourself, Mm -hmm. but also have people trust you. You know, you mentioned the suspension. There's obviously your your ex-stepfather, Lindsey Miller. He was a part of that. Lindsey Miller. Mm -hmm. Someone you had to defend your mom against, which is something, you know, when even thinking about having to deal with that as a son, to to watch something like that happen to my mother, you did what everybody's supposed to do. And in, in my opinion, how have you learned to trust people when you've had the situation at the draft? You've had someone like Lindsey in your life. And it seems that when I'm trying to do good, when I'm trying to get up, you're pulling me back like a crab in a barrel right. to have the spirit you have now that is so given, so open to being the leader inside this locker room. Right.
3: No, funny story about um about Lindsey. Um, so every time my mom get like a new boyfriend, I always wanted to fight him. It just like it was, it was something but it's just like something I want I always wanted to like you know tussle with him to do something and it's funny that I, I got a hold of Lizzie and that happened but it's, it's it's hard to trust people now especially in the position that I'm in now but um you know people gonna show their true colors at the end of the day and that's what I learned I learned to take it slow you know learn I used to dive straight into the relationship and try to be friends with him but you know I take it slow you know, I listen to what they have to say because people eventually going to show their true colors. So that's how I look at it.
0: Does that make it, it hard for you at this point to start to build those relationships? You know, because they've, we've been around a lot and they see, like a lot of my friends, like the group of people I had in Pittsburgh was a different group of humans. Right. You know what I mean? Like we still jam tight now. Like when you see us get together or if one of us have something, you would think we just left the locker room right. when none of us have played the last damn seven, eight years. Right. Some of us, Uh, maybe more. Have you found it hard to build those relationships or those things that you're looking for? Because we live, we live in an isolated world. bro. Mm -hmm. And you dealt with something that's extremely private, publicly in a way that none of us, hopefully none of us ever have to do that. Now in your life, whether it's, you know, women, whether it's homeboys or whatever it is, has it been difficult for you to build lasting bonds?
3: I kind of don't look I don't I kind of don't look for the relationships that make sense. Like I have a group of guys that I'm cool with and I just stay in my circle. Like and if the if a relationship happens, it happens over time. That's how I look at it. Like if some if I wanted a relationship or if I want like a friendship, it had to happen over time. Like I just can't dive straight into it. But I have this group of friends. I have this small circle and, and that's the guys, you know, I'm, I'm cool with I'm tight with.
1: With all the different adversities you've gone through in life. And to get you here at this point, is there anything you would you would do different? Like looking back, change and how have those things shaped you to the man that you are? No, I wouldn't change anything.
3: Mm. Wouldn't change anything at all. It just shaped me who I am today, and I appreciate that.
0: You know, that's the that always seems like the the good answer, right? Right? Like we like we always sit back. You know, <laughs> when you get through it. You know, like, I dealt with some stuff, and they're like, hey, man, would you change that? No, it's made me who I am. <laughs> yeah. But when I was in it, I was like, man, this junk <laughs> sucks. You know what I mean? You know, you mentioned your mom. I know you're really close with your brother as well, especially just even the way you're talking about the way y'all take visits, how you guys are, are dealing with things. Let's, let, let's get outside of you okay. for a second, right? Because I know a lot of times... I don't really care about Ryan, you know what I mean? Like Ryan just really wants to do what the hell he wants to do. And if people feel a certain way about it, I'm like, hey, that's on you. But I do know how it affects my mother or how it affects Mm -hmm. my wife or how it affects my children, how it may affect them. When you're going through those things, especially whether it's draft night or at Ole Miss, how are the people closest to you handling that? Like, are you having to manage your emotions and their emotions? emotions? when everything drops that night on draft night, which is supposed to be the best night of your life?
3: Nah. They actually, um, they actually was there for me every, every step of the way. Really? Every step of the way. They didn't feel away. They was like, listen, I, my mom was like, listen, I, I know this sucks, right? She was like, but it's going to be okay. You know what I mean? She said, it's, it's, you're going to get over it, and you're going to learn from it, and you're going to grow. And, and that's what I've done. You know, so, But they was, they was there with me every step of the way, my little brother and my mom and my friends, they were there every step of the way. You know, I appreciate that. Was it still a sweet when they called your name at 13? It, for sure. Really? For sure, Adam Gase, Adam Gates called me at, at 13. He was like, shit, I would've hit that gas mask with you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm like, listen, that, that's perfect. Hey, you
0: know, but the, the it look like, like, like Gates hit that gas mask before he came out. <laughs> Before, before he, he called came that out for
2: damn the... offense, he would hit that gas man. Hey, yeah, you Before know, he what came out, he was talking about.
0: Hey, before he came out for the Jets joint, he was in that hole like this, <laughs> oh, looking at the taco. <laughs> he was watching
2: that taco come right <laughs> the screen. Lammy, you said you wouldn't change nothing. You missed out on millions. Mm. Millions on draft night. Mm-hmm. I know you're corrupt. He just—you just got a sack. We know it. It's on the internet. Two right. home. Uh, but yeah, this yeah, last sack last. was a sack sack. <laughs> the other one too. That was a that was a baby sack. That was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> three for sixty six. That a baby sack. <laughs> okay, okay. But all the damn kind of sack you, you got. Because I'm I'm a very financially driven person. Right. We talk about it all the time. I played for when I knew the exact amount of money I was gonna make every single week. Right. But did the money not motivate you? Because that would upset me knowing that I went from two one to thirteen.
3: It it did at one point, of, of course. Like I wanted to like earn the most money that that I can. Like it it did at one point. But now it's it's okay. We know. Deal, yeah, it? Yeah.
2: We, <laughs> we, it a, we know.
1: You go from – you You ended up signing like a four-year 12 million yeah. at 13 mm-hmm. to the Dolphins, where you probably could have signed 35, 35 right. plus mil to go earlier. But you're in year eight now. Thank you. If you, yeah. you know. <laughs>
3: you know that. Right, goes <laughs> it goes fast. It goes fast.
1: So now you're at the point where uh, – well, at your position, you can probably play another eight right. nine years or so. But eventually it comes to an end. Have you started thinking post-career in terms of entrepreneurial things, investing, et cetera? Any of that
3: stuff? Well, sure, I'm glad y'all talked about this. So I have this um, I have like this this company, if you wanna call it, it's called Divine Tree. I don't know if y'all heard it. That's Divine Tree. It. It. It's like um, it's like our creative umbrella, it's like a central hub that powers our pursuits in like sports, fashion, music, training, whatever, whatever you wanna name it. And um, and i actually want to invest in studios cuz my passion is music like I, I love music so i always want to be around music when i'm done playing so i want to invest in studios i actually want to have like this um, i want to have like this vinyl shop and in the back is like this speakeasy like they have a bar and the speakeasy they have this stage where local artists can come perform or we can have like a little speakeasy night some people talk poetry I want to start like a, a record label maybe like you know i want to have my hands in in, in a lot of pots as much as i can so you have
0: a uh, very small guy energy and i say that in the nicest way possible being a small human as it pertains to football players it's like you always looked at offensive linemen as like the nasty yeah. gritty sort of dudes but that's not you like even in studying for this like i see you suited and booted with the black turtleneck yeah, on yeah, the chains, right like you mm-hmm. and when you talk about the the speak easy and that's just such a smooth move laid back uh sort of kickback type thing music and all of those things uh as well other than speaking of what the, you're going to try to do with divine tree where do you find your time to relax now you know, because it would seem that you would want to do those things and have some level of peace. Right. You know, you come into the league and you're making headlines. You've continued to make headlines as you've gone throughout with the way that you play. And right. also some of the contracts you've been able to negotiate. How do you step away from it and find peace, though?
3: Once I leave, once I leave this building, I get home and I relax. And that's my peaceful time. I just need time to myself. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I view that as, as, as my peace as my time to just relax and unwind and think about everything that I need to think about.
0: You know, you did the you did the deal in Rappaport, uh breaks it and everybody's like, "Okay, it's a great deal, you know, the most guaranteed money for the position." You chill for a day, you chill on it, and then you go on Pat McAfee and you're like, "Well, like to think uh saint, right? It's kind of like a bombshell to the world because in those situations like his name wasn't necessarily a part of it until it was, until you let the world Know that he was a trusted confidant. He was someone that was a business partner of yours. Explain a little bit about that relationship and how he has helped you do some of these monumental things you've done monetarily in the NFL.
3: Saint, um, he um, he works for uh, Lifeline. It's like a financial company, and um, you know he did a great job with with both contracts. Actually, we met up in 2020. Um, yeah, 2020, top of 2020, we met there. And then we just hit it off from there you know of course it took time to build a relationship like i was saying earlier it took time to build that relationship but he was a guy you know that 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 taught me everything i need to know about the contracts and it made it easier to negotiate these contracts a fun thing by Saint omni um i actually just had to recently um i had to recently just fire him because we yeah because we really wasn't seeing things and we just had to go a different direction but he taught me everything I need to know. He got—he actually got a couple guys in the league that he works with too. Mm-hmm. He's doing a great job.
0: Yeah, I know Saint Omni. He um, was that he was linked to Roquan Smith. Yeah, and Smith. and his deal also obviously yours. That is a, a new movement mm-hmm. where guys are taking more control of of their careers, taking control of their contract negotiations. It's like, and I hate continuing to go back to the moment, but I want to keep making the point that you are so much more than right. that moment. Absolutely. And you've just continued to prove that as you've gone along. How badly do you want to win, though? Like, Chan mentioned, all right, look, Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl after Pro Bowl, after Pro Bowl since becoming the Texans. Two record-setting deals, but this team hasn't sniffed exactly. a Super Bowl. Exactly. Right? That that wasn't your position when you were in Miami, right. how do we take it from individual success as a left tackle to team success? How badly do you want that ring?
3: I want to. I want to win bad, man. I gotta have a ring before I get out of this NFL. I I gotta get one, mandatory. I have to. I have to get a ring or a couple rings. Yeah. You know what I mean? I have to see the Texans holding up that trophy. You know what I mean? I, I have to. I have to envision that. You know. That's why we go out there every day and work and our butt off just to reach that goal,
0: you know? Do you consider your career a success if your stellar play doesn't help a team win
3: a Super Bowl? If my stellar play don't help the team win a Super Bowl?
0: Yeah, like if you, if you continue to make Pro Bowls and All-Pros, we've sat with uh, the Kent Griffies and we've sat with Hall of Fame all-time great players who don't have championships. Championship and you kind of ask them, and you ask them afterwards, and they all like, shit. Barkley. That's the first question everybody asks. Yeah, you you ask them afterwards, and they're like, oh, you know, the individual play supersedes the championships once you're done. Right. But for you, is that championship, that's the one and only goal that has to happen?
3: I feel like that's the one and only goal for me because at any level, I didn't win a championship. So I have to win one now. To, 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 for my whole career to be a success. It's a success individually, like you said, but I have to, I have to get that ring. Because at any level, high school, pop Warner, college, anything, I never won a championship. She so. went to Alabama. That's <laughs> his, his
0: brother tried to tell
2: him. <laughs> Adam tried to tell him. And he went the other way. You listen. That's on him. Y'all
3: but it's crazy. To- it's crazy. Um 2000. I think it's my junior year, oh miss, 2014, 15. We actually was getting ready to go to the SEC Championship and we'd have beat Arkansas. We, it, Arkansas had the ball, I think they was in the red zone, I think they was on the 20. It was fourth and like 30, fourth and like 30 something, right? And they threw a pass and we tackled them, but he threw the ball back to Alex Collins and he ran and got the first down. Wow! And then they scored the next <laughs> play and beat us. <laughs>
2: hey, bro, and Speaking about this championship, what does an all-world left tackle say to a rookie quarterback? Mm. What 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 is those conversations like? Let's
3: get this shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it done. Yeah. And he will. He will, trust. He will, he will get it done. He he got his mind, he got the right mindset. Is
1: that is that added pressure on you because most rookies, when they come in, the speed of the game they have to get up to it. Right. So certain decision making, these things, they might need an extra split second to get the ball off. You know, get a big big play downfield. How does that affect
3: your game, or does it at all? We got a good offensive line. In in my eyes, we got Shaq Mason, we got Titus Howard, we got Ken Green. We just uh, drafted Juice Suggs. We got me. So we gotta we gotta a uh, damn good online line and, and I feel like we'll give C.J. some time to make some plays. Now, how However long you need. We'll, we'll be back there for six seconds, bro, do your thing. <laughs> you know, just,
1: just, just drop a dime, you know. Yeah. Will well, the uh, the Houston Texans, with all of the moves you've made in the offseason, you had an amazing draft night. You that guys you had, in my opinion, the best draft uh, this past year. Will you guys win
3: the AFC South? Listen, we're going to work our butt off to be in that position, for sure. I don't want to make no promises. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be that guy that say, oh, we're going to win the, the the championship. But we're going to work our butt off before we can put ourselves in a position to win that championship.
0: You know, this is usually Freddie T's question, but we've been moving around fast and we got to go. Uh, I think, I, I would think I know the answer, but we're going to ask you, uh, what is the biggest pivot in your life? What is that moment in your life that was so impactful it's left the left a lasting impression on who Learn Me Tunzel can be today.
3: The biggest pivot in my life. Hmm. It would have to be. It have to be that night.
0: Hmm.
3: It had to be that night. What did?
0: I know you said it motivated you. What did you? What did it teach you? Like, because you you got to take things and learn from it and say from this. I'm going to be better. What did you take from that moment that has allowed you to be a better person, player, whatever it is going forward from that night?
3: I think uh, before that moment happened that night, I was kind of moving a little reckless, you know, I was always like, I don't care, like whatever. Like I always brushed it off and I was always moving any kind of way. You know what I mean, And when that night happened, I, I think it, it actually taught me like how to move properly you know how to keep my nose clean, you know how to keep my head up and do things the right way.
0: Bro, like I you know, the reason you also have small man energy is cuz you tell great stories. <laughs> you know, and I think like this is what that's about. And that was a large part of having you on the show for us was this is about pivoting. This is about the things that we learn from fighting through adversity. Best of luck to you. Best of luck to the Houston Texans, man. Thank you for giving us your time. Appreciate us. Appreciate thank you, us bro. Hey, he's like, I got a story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's what we want, dog. That don't is don't what we what want. I just uh, need, I know, need, free, nah, nah, I need I need free. told I need free drinks and so, the speaking. Man, I, I just you, had to wrap it up, man. Appreciate y'all boys, yes, so man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Hold up. Let me Take a stomach it. I thought they hear to witness it. Got my people feeling militant, way I'm feeling got me up,
3: uh,
0: on the mission got me up, uh, knowing me I got the key, uh, on this vision I can trust, uh, trust, uh, limitless, take a stomach cap in it, I here to witness it. witnesses, got my people feeling militant, uh, way I'm feeling got me up, uh, on the mission got me up.